Hello and welcome to December's edition of All Things Business, the podcast. I'm John Griff and it's great to be back for this, our last podcast of the year. This month we're sort of looking forward by looking back. And that's because this podcast is coming from the home of the Northamptonshire County Cricket Club, the venue for this year's Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we'll be looking back at the 12 months of 2021 through the experiences of the sponsors, the judges and some of the winners of this year's awards, looking at what brought them to this point. I'll also be talking to two very well-known individuals playing different but equally pivotal roles in the awards. Sir Trevor MacDonald is hosting the event and explains why having them makes an important statement for the business community. I think it's always nice to celebrate success and I think it's wonderful to celebrate the success of businesses in Northamptonshire and the people in Northamptonshire. And I always think it's wonderful to acknowledge what people have done exceptionally well. So I like award ceremonies. And Nick Hewer is back on the podcast, this time in a very familiar role, sitting in judgment of the finalists here. It was not easy, and we had so many entries, and we sat with towels around our heads, actually, and locked in a room, the judges. Mm. And I'm sure we're right, but there were some very close calls, you know. I'm a, a relative newcomer to this uh, to this county, but my word, I'm a big fan of it now. Lots to come in this celebratory edition of All Things Business, the podcast. We start our coverage of the Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards with the man who greenlights the event and its sister ceremony, the Northamptonshire Education Awards. Ben Thomas sat down with me before the start of the event to explain why he does it. Northamptonshire needs um, an award ceremony like this. Um, many years ago, I went to one that was at the Aviator. I think it was sponsored by the Royal Mail, and it was wonderful. 2004, 05. And um, it was my vision to put on the biggest and the best award ceremony for the county. You and the business are putting on not one, but two ceremonies. Business excellence and also education as well. Why is it important to have them for this county? Your business operates across many counties. Couldn't you have cast the net wider? Yeah, I could have done. <laughs> I don't think my team would have thanked me for that, though, John. <laughs> um, Northamptonshire is my hometown. Um, my mother was a teacher for 30-odd years, so I've always had that appreciation and respect for education. And I think up until the pandemic, you know, I've said it before, I don't think the nation really appreciated education until we all started to have to homeschool. Um, but business needs education and education needs business. They are very much hand in hand. And, and I feel that whilst um, there are lots of organisations out there that, that do amazing work in both of those sectors, I, I do feel that there's a, a bit of a gap. You're an employer. You're also entrepreneurial. If you weren't, the business wouldn't be as it is today. You're also a dad. So what's your view of the economy right now, an economy that one day your kids will inherit to take in whichever direction they wish? Look, Rishi Sunak, I think, has done an incredible job. Um, probably one of the few MPs that will come out of this last two years with any serious credibility when our children's children are, are being taught about you know, coronavirus in, in decades and decades. I think the economy at the moment is, is actually quite strong or buoyant, shall we say. Mm. Um, but I'd be naive to think that there weren't going to be a few bumps in the road next year and probably the year after. But what I said to my team in March last year was, we're going to get through this. Subconsciously, I was thinking, I don't know how, but we will get through it and I promise you we'll come out of this stronger. But as we come out of it stronger, I want to make sure that we do our bit for the community. 
um, because last year was a you know it was a, a dark place, and even early this year in, in the third lockdown, people were struggling. Mm. And um, and I, I, when I look back on it, I think I can stand up and say, do you know what we did our little bit, and I do think we've made a difference. The team have been amazing. Um, Lucy, Louise, and Alice in particular have put in so much hard work. This has been a year in the making, John. You know, Sir Trevor. I couldn't think of anybody better or more suitable to sort of take over from, you know, my baton on the, that was done virtually, like you say, in, in the Fabtronic uh, offices or, or on their industrial estate in, in Martin Park. So is he an all things business superstar now? Is he part of the family? I'll, I'll tell you that in a few hours, but I would love him to become part of the all things family. <laughs> That's Ben Thomas from All Things Business. Sir Trevor MacDonald is synonymous with journalism and news reporting. Born in Trinidad and knighted for his services to journalism in 1999, his voice and face have been known to generations of people consuming the news of the day. Nick Hewer is famed not only for his roles on television through The Apprentice, but also as the longtime host of Countdown until earlier on this year. I spoke to both gentlemen before the awards ceremony got started. Sir Trevor, it's good to see you here. We seem to have been waiting for you for quite some time. Um, I think everybody's been waiting for quite some time because of what's gone on with the pandemic over the last year and a half. But uh, it's very nice of you to welcome me here. I'm delighted to be here. We're very pleased to have you here in Northamptonshire. Research states, though, that you've already enjoyed not one but two retirements. You've yet to uh, stop being in front of a camera from time to time. You're not exactly an advertisement for taking things easy in later life, are you? Um, I suppose I really don't believe in in taking things easily and I'm not sure what what that means you know I like being busy and I can't imagine a life where one sits around doing very little. Why are awards important? What do they say about the people who enter them, the people who win them and for this evening what does it say about our county here? I think it's always nice to celebrate success and I think it's wonderful to celebrate the success of businesses in Northamptonshire and the people in Northamptonshire, the community. And I always think it's wonderful to acknowledge what people have done exceptionally well. So I like award ceremonies. Well, it's great to have you hosting. Nick Hewer. it's great to have you back on the podcast. We're used to seeing you sitting in judgment of people on television programmes, yeah. but, you know, d- did you have to be ruthless? Was it an easy job to be a judge for these awards? It was not easy. And we had so many entries and we sat with towels around our heads, actually, and locked in a room, the judges. Mm. And I'm sure we're right, but there were some very close calls, you know. I'm a, a relative newcomer to this uh, to this county, but my word, I'm a big fan of it now. How encouraged are you by what you've learnt about the local economy since you arrived here? Very. And tomorrow I go to uh, Moulton College because they've offered to show me around. And I'm looking forward to that enormously. It's that sort of professionalism, entrepreneurship, Mm. spread of skills and all the rest of it that is making this county really make waves in the business community nationally. Gentlemen, if I may, I'd like to bring you both in uh, from now on. We we live in times where everyone now has the opportunity to be a reporter of what they see. Tonight, people will be reporters themselves through social media. Everyone's got a voice in a way that provides them with an unedited, unmoderated, dare I say it, a non-professional voice. Trevor, you know what it is to be the media. Nick, you know what it is to work with the media. 
does social media need to be controlled for the greater good? Is it is it a necessary evil or is it just a straight evil? Uh, that's such a difficult question. I wouldn't want to call anything a straight evil, but it has complicated our lives and made the environment in which we which we previously knew about much 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 more difficult to understand. And I think it's now I I, I worry about where people get their news and where they get their opinions from. Because when you talk about social media, you're talking about an enormous range of things, mm. from things which are professionally accurate to some things which are positively not. Uh, um, and so I think it's a different environment. And um, we've got to learn to live with it, but it's extraordinarily difficult about the thing you talked about, you know, as to what it says and where we get our news from. Nick, anyone can say anything these days. How do you feel? Yeah, I think it's frightening. I think that, um, uh, and it's relatively recent, and I don't know whether Sir Trevor would agree with me, but truth no longer matters. And I think uh, our friend Donald Trump helped that along. People Mm. say whatever they like. Another thing about social media is almost everybody wants to be pushed their name forward, and they do so with controversial messages on Twitter or whatever it is. But also... There are so many people who are just desperately waiting to be offended by something in order to validate their existence. I think the world is becoming a bit of a difficult and actually a dangerous place. No, very tricky. And as Sir Trevor said, people get their news from these echo chambers of people that think like them. And that's how the conspiracy theories, you know, proliferate. Is it now a Pandora's box that you can't put the lid on? I mean, Nick, from your point of view, from a public relations point of view. Well, you can't shut free speech down. And I hope that that will never happen. Um, But I think we've got to use our noodles a bit, actually, and listen to people who are well informed. Yeah, as as Nick said, it's it's all so vastly different now. Um, I remember when I first joined this trade, that we were told, we were taught, in fact, that what you said had to be fair, it had to be accurate, it had to be well-balanced. And, and those were the criteria by which we all operated. And you tried to, you know, to follow those right to an extraordinary degree. Mm. Now, as we've, as we've said, it's, it's a different game. And I worry about where people get their opinions from when they try to express those opinions in a sort of way that makes other people very, very uncomfortable. And, and some aspects of social media seem to, again, as Nick said, to actively promote hate. And I think that's really sad. And finally, to bring this locally to a close, the Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards, they're paired with the Northamptonshire Education Awards, which take place through a separate ceremony. How important, Trevor, do you feel, and how clear does that link have to be between the two in terms of the development of business and our economy as we move forward out of, hopefully, pandemic and the effects of Brexit? I think the combination of those things, which we see tonight in the awards, incidentally, um, is, is, is very, very, very important. We should never lose that aspect of community. We are all our brother's keepers. And I think the emphasis on that side of things is always absolutely wonderful. Sir Trevor MacDonald, Nick Hewer, an absolute pleasure. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank Thank you you very much. That's Sir Trevor MacDonald and Nick Hewer. 
The Medigold Health Group is one of the UK's most trusted occupational health and well-being providers, helping businesses to keep their people in work, safe and well for over two decades by delivering services including absence management, employee screening and mental health and well-being programmes to over 2,500 clients and over 3 million individual employees. Twice winners of the Big Business of the Year category at the Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards, Medigold is redefining corporate healthcare through its commitment to clinical quality and technological innovation and supporting businesses of all sizes to succeed in achieving their workplace well-being goals. And now, on with the ceremony. What follows are conversations with some of the sponsors, the guests, the finalists and the winners of this year's Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards. Matt Coleman from NEN Education Trust. Education helps to shape young people. It shapes all of us. But how far is its responsibility to shape the local economy at the same time? As educationalists, we get the footfall of all young people, parents, carers, aunties, uncles, grandparents, everybody comes through our doors in, in, in our schools. So we have, a, we have not just a, a social duty, but a right, I suppose, to, to, to do more for the local area, to do more for the local economy. Um, it's not just about what the kids do in their lessons in school, of course. It's much bigger than that. We actually have a societal impact um, and schools can really influence what's going on locally, absolutely. Business can play a part in that. And I guess when it comes to the future economy, lots of people, employers amongst them, are looking at apprenticeships where there's learning and earning to be done at the same time. Do you feel that changing the traditional educational path for the young people, away perhaps from college or university after secondary school, might actually do the economy some good and those young people too? Yeah, absolutely. I think we need more of a balance. So I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that the traditional sort of academia approaches aren't aren't necessary, you know, so college, university, um, going to get a degree, etc. isn't important because of course it is, but that's not the, the the only pathway for young people. So you mentioned apprenticeships, you know, w- whether young people move into the world of work via an apprenticeship or they just leave school and go into a profession, get a trade, get a job, that is vital. And my view is that actually we can probably do more. Matt, good to talk to you. I should have said Mr Coleman from NEN Education Trust, shouldn't I? Shouldn't it have been Mr? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Right, that's detention for me. <laughs> Enjoy the evening. Thank you very much. Let's talk to another of our judges. Corrie Harris is principal of Moulton College. Corrie, thanks for taking the time. You've been a judge for the awards this year. How was the experience of being that for you? It was a fabulous experience. We spent the whole day in a little room, uh, myself and three other judges, and it was just a, a great experience. We saw lots of different entries, lots of unique, lots of great businesses out there. Reading between the lines of what you've just said, Corrie, it sounds as though the judges might not necessarily have agreed with each other straight away. Has, has there been some horse trading and Ooh, fighting going on yes. behind the scenes? There was a lot of debate, let's say. <laughs> and I think probably because we're all quite um, strong characters, I think we all had... You know, bits that we liked of, of different businesses who'd, who'd entered and we debated for quite some time before we made a final choice but then at the end of the day we all decided on the winner. Was it comfortable being a judge? It, it's, it's perhaps not necessarily the sort of thing that many people would put themselves up for to sit in judgment of somebody in quite such an official way. Yeah, it's really hard. That's a strange question that actually and it's a good question because it is hard because you... Um, because, but, but it's interesting at the same time, if that makes sense. So we see lots of different businesses that I didn't even know were out there. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of great things going on in Northamptonshire that I wasn't aware of. 
So, you know, even just reading through the submissions to start with, the finalists, was, was, was amazing in itself. Um, and then, yes, to judge people when they were all such fabulous organisations was really tough. So has that changed your view of what Northamptonshire's economy contributes because of the kind of business that's here that perhaps not many people know about? I mean, lots of people wouldn't, for instance, be able to point to the map and say, that's where Northamptonshire is, never mind its businesses. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it certainly was an eye-opener for me. And we work with a lot of employers at the college, obviously, but to know all of those who are out there, small, medium and large businesses, and the great things they do, not only as a business, but for the local community as well, was incredible. So next year, when Ben Thomas picks up the phone and says, Curry, will you be a judge all over again, please? Uh, Will you say yes? Um, I will, but I'm going to put my own business in for a fair few awards next year. Well, there's no reason why you can't be poacher (laughs) and gamekeeper as well. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks (laughs) a lot. Thank you very much. The Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards continue, and with it... All Things Business, the podcast. And I've been joined by the Managing Director of BHIB Insurance, one of the sponsors uh, of this year's event. Julie Walker is with me. Julie, how's business been for you over the last 12 months? It's been a very interesting year, I think, over the last 12 months. Um, We service... insurance for all commercial clients so uh, we've got clients which are very small businesses up to uh, national PLCs and I think the interesting part of the year has been for the smaller end Um, some of those clients have really struggled we've tried to be there to help them and assist them and and, uh, advise them on Covid regulations as far Mm. as business is concerned but some of them have struggled and that obviously has had an impact on our business as well. So how does the industry view a pandemic? Is that deemed to be an act of God? It is, yes, and it's something that, um, you know, it, it, say, was never intended to be covered. Um, it's one of those things that's an uninsurable event. BHIB this year is one of the sponsors. You're sponsoring the Business Woman of the Year. Why did that's you right. agree to do that? Um, well, obviously, I've got an interest in promoting uh, women in business. But actually, I, I think male, female, it's irrelevant. I think it's important just to um, promote talent uh, and um, let that shine. And so whether it be male or female, I think it's a good thing to recognise the talent that's around there. Wherever you go, costs are going up at the moment, be it fuel at the pumps, uh, be, be it uh, food in our supermarkets. Inflation is running at 4% against a government target of, well, half that, really and truly. Are we going to see insurance premiums going up next year? Unfortunately, yes. There's no getting away from it. Insurance rates are rising, and that's due to a a lot of factors, COVID being one of them, but there have been a lot of natural disasters. We used to talk um, the one in every 200-year event. I think it's fair to say those events are probably one in every five years now. We've seen a lot more natural disasters, a lot more floods. Um, So, yeah, generally, rates are are increasing. Talk to your broker, then. Absolutely. Nice to talk to you, Julie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Lovely to have a business friend in the studio with us for All Things Business, the podcast. And from ACS, John Thorpe has joined me. John, a night of celebration. You're good at that with ACS, aren't you? You you know what it is to win. I think we enjoy a party, definitely, John. (laughs) And I think, uh, you know, our county is just full of great businesses, great successes. And tonight's all about celebrating it. ACS has won all kinds of things down the years. Indeed. And business is part of them. You've got a range of activities that ACS is involved in. How far has that diversification protected the business through 
Brexit and the effect on the British economy, and let's not forget the small matter of a certain pandemic. Yeah, so so we, we, we were quite blessed in a way because with the pandemic, it forced everybody into remote working. So our IT business absolutely flew, probably going back to February, March, April last year, mm. and then arguably through the pandemic, and it's still going on now. The adoption of remote working, hybrid working, dynamic working, call it what you may, um, has helped our IT business really grow. Do you see that now as a permanent change? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The, 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 the new norm is going to be dynamic working, hybrid working. And then what we've also seen in parallel with that is the traditional office has been reinvented. So we are absolutely changing the workplace. So that's more collaboration space, more getting together space, more quiet space, so Teams rooms, Zoom rooms. People enjoy working from home. People enjoy being together in the workplace. But the workplace needs to really encourage that collaboration. We like to be together. It's, it's, it's healthy, it's good. Tell me about Tech Together. What's the campaign all about? <laughs> I have to applaud. Well, that's Ben and Matt from the Trust here. And um, Tech Together is all about kids in this county who did not have devices, who could not learn. Teachers were available, but it was online. And we had kids in homes with no devices. And then Ben, Matt, I, some of us got together. Numerous engineers, Richard Kilpin, give him a shout out. Uh, probably half a dozen engineers gave up their time at ACS. We did over 600 devices, I think, to help kids get devices so they could learn. Mm. I mean, I, I get emotional talking about it now. But How positive are you for 2022 and beyond? Because presumably you wouldn't be a sponsor and stick your head above the rampart unless you were positive. Uh, we're quietly confident. I mean, the last 18 months, first six months was really brutal. And then we've arguably had some of our best ever trading. So this 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 will be in one of our in our top three years in the last twenty six years. It's time for you to go and party with everybody else. Thanks for joining me this evening. Thank you, John. Thank you. Caroline Lucy is commercial director for Northampton Town Football Club and joins me in the studio. Caroline, how do the fortunes of the club affect how you approach the business side of marketing it? How do you manage that? We we focus on the match um, and everything around the match. And, you know, we, we try and promote it as a positive experience, no matter what age you are. Um, the non-match day side of it is very busy. So, you know, that's our job is to market, you know, the match day and the non-match day. What's been the harder year to get through for Northampton Town Football Club this year or last year from a business point of view? Oh, definitely last year from a business point of view. Mm. Um, but this year has been one of... Um, a slow return to confidence, I suppose. But I was just saying actually downstairs that over the last six weeks, it's just gone bonkers. Um, you know, the phones are ringing. It's, it's almost as if um, a light has gone on and people just are desperate to get back. You know, our attendances are up. Our hospitality is at sellouts for some games. You know, and, and that, that has been a massive change but win, lose or draw, we have to be consistent mm. in what we do and our message has to be consistent in what we do. Cobbler's ladies have been doing very oh, well recently. Goodness me, haven't they? Let's not forget the ladies in all Absolutely. of this. Uh, is there anybody who isn't competitive-minded at Sixfields? I mean, <laughs> is your office full of competitive people who want to get out on the pitch and kick a ball around as well? 
yeah, I, I would say that we're quite competitive. We want to be the best. We think that we punch way above our weight and we do believe in, in delivering excellence no matter what game or what opposition you're here. Each department is competitive because they want to get new brands on board with them too. So <laughs> it's a great environment. It's a very challenging and very diverse one. Come on, you cobblers, and not just on the terraces in that case. Absolutely. Lovely to have you in, Caroline. Thank you for having me. Let's turn our attention to former winners on the Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards. I had a great time last year uh, talking to, uh, well, one half of the partnership uh, that has joined me here in the All Things Business, the podcast studio, John and Leo Lashley, a.k.a. Brooklyn Brownie Company. John, how has 2021 been for you since? 2021 has been uh, very good. Yeah, we, we've seen a shift in purchase behavior patterns. Um, so it was all about adapting. So what we started to do was focus on uh, corporates, and uh, that's really picked up very well. Leo, what's it like to work with you, with your father? It could be Lashley and Son, couldn't it? Honestly, it's great because we both, you know, have similar ideas. Just we could both work together easily without any issues. <laughs> if I remember rightly, when we had the awards announced last time. You guys were actually in the process of making a batch of brownies. Did that make a difference in terms of the business for you? I think it did. Every, every award that you're in or every, every type of thing that you're in, you have a network and you start to meet different people. Mm-hmm. Some people actually realize you exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there were quite a few other companies that were in the awards who used us as incentive treats and as things to send to their clients. So it worked really nice for us. Uh, Leo, for you, what is the best brownie that Brooklyn Brownie makes based on sales or what your taste buds tell you? Uh, for me, like just taste-wise, I like the Biscoff brownie. That's really good. Biscoff? Okay, fair enough. I shall put that down on the list. And John, plans for 2021? Uh, As of next year, we will be rolling out our, oddly enough, rolling out our Brownie Ambulance, which we'll be doing a lot more corporate events, face-to-face meetings, as the lockdown really, I guess, stifled us in our, I guess, people meeting us one-on-one. We really want to make a huge impact just how we have online. Uh, face-to-face. So the Brownie Ambulance will be the big payoff. Well, it's great to have you here. Guys, thanks very much indeed. No, thank you. I've been joined by somebody who, well, last year, if you followed the awards, appeared on your laptop or on your tablet or maybe on your phone from a distance. Tonight, you wear more than one hat, Alex Goldsmith, from Medigold Health. Oh, it's great to be here in person. And, uh, you take it for granted, actually, until you're back doing it and you realise how special it is not to be stuck behind a screen. Occupational health has been something that I guess a lot of businesses have considered but perhaps not gone ahead with in the last two years. I'm sure they're all beating a path to your door right now because occupational health is now a massive part of the employment horizon, I suppose. Yes, COVID has put a whole new perspective on health and wellness in the workplace and in what you know businesses realise they need to keep their staff engaged and fit and healthy and uh, present and, and also people want to retain the good people they've already got and they finally realise that it's easier to retain people if they're healthy and engaged. Medigold Health is a two-time winner of Big Business of the Year, one of the categories that's being fought over tonight. You're not in that category tonight, but you are nevertheless a finalist and a sponsor as well. You must be pretty heavily invested in these awards. Well, uh, I I think, first of all, these sort of ceremonies and events are vital for business. It raises profile of business in the county and, and the wider community it also gives all the people that work incredibly hard in these businesses pride and a, a night to enjoy to celebrate 
to feel nervous and excited about, I think that's a great thing. So I don't see any any downside to being involved in these these types of events. So that's why Medigold, both as a participant and as a sponsor, you know, wholeheartedly throw our hat in the ring. Your business has an impact on millions and millions of employees. That's not an understatement. Do you think Northamptonshire as an economy, in Northamptonshire business, does it have a, a big enough profile? I spoke uh, two weeks ago at the Grant Thornton Northamptonshire Limited uh, launch uh, event, which basically brings together the 100 biggest businesses in Northamptonshire. And I, I, I spoke exactly about the, the fact that I feel Northamptonshire punches above its weight. I've also worked extensively in London, and I can tell you that even though that's a much bigger economy, it doesn't have the same level of community and collaboration that this, this county has. It's a special county. Well, you've proved what it is to be a winner on the bottom line. You've proved what it is to be a winner at previous uh, versions of the Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards. Good luck for this evening, and thank you for sponsoring for this year as well. Good oh, to talk to thanks, you. Thanks, John. Always a pleasure. So we're well and truly into the awards section for uh, this evening's proceedings. And here in the All Things Business podcast studio, I've just been joined hot foot from the stage by Sam Squires, who's the executive chef at Hibiscus, just crowned food and drink award winners for 2021. You've had about 90 seconds to think about this, Sam. How does it feel to be a winner? Uh, it's, a, it's a privilege. We, we worked extremely hard to get everywhere we are. Now we're sort of gaining recognition for what we're doing, especially with the, the charity causes, working with local suppliers, uh, everything like that. It's, it's a massive achievement for us. I hear passion in your voice, Sam. How much is passion responsible for your win on that stage with Sir Trevor McDonald a few minutes ago? I'd say not just for myself, for my entire team. Like We wouldn't be able to do what we do and what we deliver without the passion and love and care we, we commit to our services and what our, we, do, we do. Your business sits right at the sharp end of customer service and we're celebrating that this evening through a variety of the categories. If people don't like what they find, they can get very vocal about it. So just how switched on to social media and instant reviews do you have to be? We, we don't really rely on social media. We don't really rely on TripAdvisor. Yeah. We just rely on the word of the people. And if they like something, we'll go there. You gambled with the business because you used to be based in the Royal and Durngate mm-hmm. building. You're now in a very historic place for Northampton, Delapree Abbey. Just how well has that gamble paid off? I don't think it was a gamble. I think it was an evolution. We're doing very good there, but we've elevated our experience. We've now taken on board where billiard rooms evolve in Delapree Abbey. We've got so much more potential. Like We introduced uh, beehives like three months ago and to be introduced to beehives on the menus. Something that Delapree has been doing for like 900 years, having bees, and we bring them back. There's also plans for other things using the herb garden. So it's bringing back them old school techniques and bringing them and pushing forward. It's a night of celebration. You're a big part of that, having just won the Food and Drink Award. Many congratulations. Thank you so much. More celebrations going on at the home of Northamptonshire County Cricket Club and the Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards have anointed a new winner, this time in the category of Employer of the Year. Again, straight from the stage and from James and James, Clara Buckingham, who's the Chief People Officer for the business, now Employer of the Year. Clara, what does the business do, first of all? Uh, So we are an e-commerce fulfillment business. Uh, we've been um, a real fast uh, growth trajectory for the last 10 years. Your business must have absolutely skyrocketed in the last 18 months, two years, partly 
mostly because of the coronavirus pandemic, but also what's been going on in retail business in the recent past. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, especially through COVID, we grew uh, very quickly. We were already growing very fast. Um, It's been a difficult year, I think, for all businesses. I think it's been a year of two halves. Um, One, we've obviously grown because the the high street was uh, diminishing somewhat, but then it's been quite a challenging industry with people, Brexit, all the logistics issues so uh, it's yeah it's been a, it's been a very good year though for you as the business here in northamptonshire does it mean more clients does it mean the same number of clients but doing more business or both both really actually yeah absolutely both so does that mean more pressure on your team and therefore more pressure on you because you need more people absolutely yes yeah but we know it's uh, we've um, we, we've got some fantastic people we've um, hired some great people I've got a great people team um, yeah and, and having employee of the year award is um, makes me very very proud why have you won what do you put it down to I think we are a very special culture. We work very hard to make sure that our people um, are treated really well and they have great health well-being. Uh, we put a lot of focus on our culture. Um, we listen to people. We empower people. It's generally a really nice family feel at James & James. And how important strategically is it for the business to be based here in Northamptonshire, slap bang in the centre of the UK? I, I think it's a fantastic location where we have. Um, I think it's the best location for us in the UK. We also have um, an operation in America, um, on the East Coast and Europe. So obviously we have to expand globally, um, which we are working really hard on at the moment. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Thank you. That's it for this month's edition of All Things Business, the podcast. Congratulations to all the finalists and winners on the night, and my thanks to everyone who took the time to talk to me, including Sir Trevor MacDonald and Nick Hewer. As always, my thanks to you too for listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And as this is the last edition of the podcast before we break for the festive season, on behalf of the team may I offer you the greetings of that season and wish you a peaceful, restful time, however you're going to be spending it. 2022 is just around the corner. Nobody knows exactly what it'll bring with it, but it'll certainly bring plenty of stories which we'll bring to you on All Things Business, the podcast. Until then, and from the Northamptonshire Business Excellence Awards, all the very best.